them. Well, I'll have you know, I got connections in New York. Send them in. He'll see you now. Thanks. Get out of my way. Godfather, what do you know? What do you say? Mo, my most recalcitrant friends. What can I do for you on the day of my daughter's abortion? I'm here to demand that you grant me a favor. I want to sanction a hit on Neil Rogers. What have I done to be treated with such disrespect? Oh, Godfather, I'm at the end of my rope. Every day they got me raped. Using my name in vain. And just making fun of my veins. I said no until you am weak and I'm old. You can act like a lad. Hey, you know who I am. You're a man who deserves respect. So here's a ticket to Vegas. Vegas? Who needs Vegas? Get me afraid. I already live in paradise. Stop. You don't talk to a man like Mo Howard like that. I want you to take care of our friend Mr. Mo over here. Sure, Pop. Okay, take your pants off, fella. Let me show you a good time. Could your hands off me, you big dummy? I ain't dumb. Not dumb, you're stupid. Yeah, but not like they say. Give me a hand here, will you, Luca? I'm on a big break. Shove a towel in his mouth to keep him quiet, okay? That's better. Shut up and take the Jenko plunge. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, nice ears, Jay. 903 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday. What a beautiful day, man. Oh, I heard most saying it was raining in sheets down there. It was? That's what he said when he left for work. Of course, he lives like in Yenemsville, way down there see. in Boca with all the other old people. And by the way, this business about 50s, Mo, who the hell are you? Is he kidding anybody? No. Give me a break. Maybe he's talking about 20 years ago when he was in his 50s. I heard that line this morning. I just about hit the flow. Tremendous response on the poll yesterday. Who would be the happiest if Neil croaked? The bad news is for those people that I'm feeling uh, like about 98%. All that fogginess, all the cloudiness in my head is gone. 1,160 votes. How do you like that, George? Oh! Who would be the happiest if Neil croaked, died, went for that long dirt nap, and Mo Howard David wins hands down your pants? Would dance on Neil's grave, it says here. 645, 56.6%. Or 55.6%, uh, whatever the hell it is. A lot. George, you're second. Yeah, you're second. Because he thinks he'd get the show. 196, 16.8%. Dennis the Chronic, who called Mo this morning, by the way, had nothing to say other than the fact, I usually call in to rip Neil Rogers, so I don't have anything to say. <laughs> yeah, we know that, asshole. Even Mo knew that. What a, that, that's his claim to fame. He calls the Mo Howard show to rip Neil Rogers. Wow, let's hear it for Dennis. Oh! Asshole with no life. Closet case. Dennis the Chronic, professional Catholic homophobe, 111 votes. A very strong third. Nice showing, Dennis. They hate you like poison. Reverend D. James Kennedy, who was a late entry, has 78, finished a very strong fourth. You see that? Yeah. Passed some of the others like they were stand, like they were in the prone position. Greg Reed, a real evil doer if there ever was one, 52. The man who turned that big egg, egg into Humpty Dumpty. Fox News, Heather, that bitch, 41. Geldy, just out of spite, 18. Eric, no more long pulls, 16. And John Gibson of Fox News, I told you we shouldn't put him on there. He had only three, small potatoes. Didn't I beg you don't put him on there? Yeah, I know, but I never listened. I know. What the hell do you have to do with it? <laughs> it was Carlos that put him on there, I think. What did you put him on there for, John Gibson? They don't even know who the hell that is. 
some goofy guy with glasses that keeps bouncing around from one like Keith Olbermann, another goofy guy with glasses. Bouncing around from one talking head network to another one, but John Gibson's found the right one though, okay? Way over there on the right end of your TV dial. This story, speaking of that, just frost my fat ass big time. Anti-Bush t-shirt banned at Michigan school. I think we could probably use a few sound effects in the back for this one. Dearborn, Michigan. School officials ordered a 16-year-old student to either take off a t-shirt emblazoned with the words international terrorist in a picture of President Bush or go home saying they're worried it would inflame passions at a school where a majority of the students are Arab-American. The student, Brenton Barber, chose to go home. So all you kids out there, if you want a day off from school, go to school with a t-shirt on that says international terrorist and a president uh, picture on there. He said he wore the shirt Monday to express his anti-war position and for a class assignment in which he wrote a compare-contrast essay on Bush and Iraqi President Saddam Saddam Hussein. School spokesman Dave Mustonen said students have the right to freedom of expression, but educators are sensitive to tensions caused by the conflict with Iraq. Another excuse for censorship in America. Just one more excuse. They're sensitive to Was there a fight over it? No. Anybody a bitch and scream about it? No. Not that we know of. It was felt that emotions are running very high, Mustonen said. Dearborn is the center of an Arab-American community of about 300,000 in southeastern Michigan. About 55% of the district's 17,600 students are Arab-American. And you know what I think? Probably most of them agreed with a T-shirt. Right. So what's the problem? Was there a problem? No. No, it was a problem that they uh, don't want to give you let you express yourself. We even have a song that says, Express Yourself, but that's an old song. And that used to be uh, back when we had a few freedoms left. That was B.B. before Bush. What a pile of what a pile of crock, as somebody I know would say. You know, Mo wants to dance on my grave, says the audience. How do you like that? Even yesterday, I didn't remember. I mentioned that the show, his show, sounded a little bit better. Not a lot, but a little bit better. Right. Since Ding Dong School was going on, they're holding his hand every morning, and they come up with some cockamamie poll every day. You know, like uh, like we do. Only more contrived. Like that thing this morning about the ten things that uh, what the hell was that? that Let's be asking would, you, Carlos. Yeah, I must be asking you. Well, anyway, it was a pretty week. And and not one person called in the show yesterday to say, you know what, you're right, Neil, that show is sounding a little bit better. We're actually listening now. Not one. Do you remember any such call? No. Maybe this is the call right now from Pompano wanting to say that Mo's show is a little bit better. Pompano. Yes, good morning, Neil. The show is a whole lot better. See? I listen all morning long, and uh, the show is a whole lot better. Well, you owe Duff and Clarence credit for that. Well, anyway, uh, I just but that's not what to... you called about, right? Uh, well, actually, what I wanted to say was uh, I was surfing last night, and I caught, uh, God bless her, she's getting real old, but still a little feisty old woman. Helen Thomas was on Phil Donahue. Yeah. And she was talking about... Helen Thomas president. was on? That must have been toward the end, because he spent the whole rest of the show talking about Lacey Peterson that nobody cares about. Yeah, no, it was towards the end, but she was talking about uh, Bush and how he's uh, the worst, and somebody said something that they shouldn't when she said that, and she had to, like, step back a little and say, oh, well, he has room for improvement, but she gave the best analogy of him whatsoever. He's like Captain Ahab going after the white whale, and it's been this way since he first started in uh, the presidency. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was just one other thing that I was holding on all the way for this week. I was holding it. And it was the Daily Mail Sunday from London, yeah. and uh, and they were talking about the uh, the rallies and the uh, the marches. The protest, and, yeah. 
here's what uh, the guy wrote for uh, about Bush. There was no hatred, just universal contempt for someone who was perceived to be an inarticulate cowboy with delusions of competence, a toddler holding a hand grenade. Mm. And, well uh, well that's, said. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I'm just uh, ready to go to hell in a handbasket, and meanwhile, I'll listen to your show all day. I'm, I'm ready to go to Canada. Okay. Have a okay, good one, Neil. See you at the border. Okay. Oh, that's right. I already did go to Canada. Here's our poll question of the day before we talk about poor Johnny Paycheck. There's a guy that we can all respect in spite of all his drugs and booze and smoking, and there should be a message for you, Carlos, and everybody else I know who smokes. I'm going to become a militant anti-smoker. And by the way, this business, uh, that asshole on CNN, what the hell's his name, Jack, whatever his name is, that curmudgeon they got on there in the morning, whatever the hell his name is, he's going on this morning about these people that are suing McDonald's. There's a new suit about the contents, the ingredients yeah. of the food at McDonald's. And, and I agree with him, but how come it is that they make a big stink about that, but when it comes to cigarettes, oh, it's okay for it to be legal to be sold, and uh, uh, I don't understand that. I don't understand that they award these multi-billion, these ridiculous $100 billion, $300 billion uh, lawsuit, these awards, uh, as if people don't can't read the goddamn morning on the package, as if nobody knows that, number one, nicotine is addictive, number two, that smoking cigarettes is going to kill you and cause emphysema and lung cancer and all these things. Same with the food. I don't see any difference at all. Maybe the food tastes better, but that's not the point. So it, it's ludicrous for them to be suing McDonald's and all these other peddlers of crap that are killing people, but it's okay. I'm the only one, I guess, who sees that it's crazy. It's okay to be suing the uh, tobacco companies. It's crazy. I see. Pile of crap. What I want most from the Neil Rogers Show is, this is our poll today, and I think everyone is required to vote on this poll, aren't they? It's mandatory. It is mandatory. This isn't one of those that you can vote on if you feel like it, if you find the time. This is mandatory today. And by the way, a lot of great bedtime stories on our uh, website today, neilrogers.com, some of which I'm actually going to get into. And then we'll get back to poor Johnny Paycheck. He's dead. Can you believe that? Yeah. Emphysema and uh, what was the other thing? Asthma. He died? Yes. Of course, he also did a lot of drugs and a lot of boozing and stuff like that. He was a real uh, hard-drinking, uh, uh, boot-licking, uh, whatever he was. What I want most of the Neil Rogers show is Neil ripping the asshole callers, entertainment and a few laughs, a few laughs and a few bedtime stories, Neil's liberal and anti-religion rantings, mostly pools with a long list of choices, or I'll listen regardless, I'm a groupie. I'll put that one on there for Lynn. See what I'm saying? Yeah. What I want most from the Neil Rogers Show is Neil ripping the asshole callers, entertainment and a few laughs, a few laughs and a few bedtime stories, Neil's liberal and anti-religion rantings, mostly polls with a long list of choices, or I'll listen regardless, <laughs> I'm a groupie. What are you chuckling about? That uh, mostly polls. Well, what do you mean? What's wrong with that? They, they, I, I know they like look it. Look at Monday and Tuesday, mister. I know. Put on your thinking cap if That's you can think back funny. that far since it already is Thursday. And think back to Monday and Tuesday and the unbelievable response on that phone. They were ringing off the hook. There's no denying it. They were smoking, man. What's your favorite black and white movie uh, song title? <laughs> huh? What's your favorite theme uh, song from a Technicolor movie with Eastman color? You what's know, your something favorite like that. hat? That's right. Fedora? No, like that one that Boca Brian wears when he comes in. And right. by the way, speaking of Boca Brian, no goods yet, Boca Brian. I don't want you to feel bad. I see nothing so far in my box. It'll be my box. I get all my HCN stuff, no problem. ACN, no sweat, right yeah, there in my mailbox. But Boca Brian's got a little bit of a problem. 
913 at 5... And, of course, if it doesn't show up, he'll have a real big problem. 913 at 560 WQM. Speaking of that, have you ever been presented with an opportunity when you shoulda, coulda, or woulda done something, but you just made a bad mistake, you didn't do it? Well, there's an incredible Fannie Mae mortgage rate waiting for you out there at 3.45%, and this rate's available by calling Financial Group toll-free, 1-800-940-5363. This rate's available by just making that one easy call. If you were to compare a 7% rate with 3.45%, you'd save yourself 3500 bucks in the first year alone for each $100,000 that you owe. $100,000 costs you only 447 bucks a month. This is an opportunity that won't last. It's a 40-year low. So if you've been thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, this is what you ought to do. Call Financial Group toll-free and ask away. They'll answer all your questions with no obligation. 1-800-940-5363. The process is simple and the call is free. 1-800-940-LEND. Financial Group has been an equal housing lender to thousands of borrowers just like you with this Fannie Mae program. Credit restrictions do apply and rates are subject to change if you wait too long. 5.34 APR. Call Financial Group today. 1-800-940-LEND. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. No! Jim Mandich, I am a pussy. Yes. Fox News, Heather. We'd really like to f*** you. Fox News, Heather. We'd really like to f*** you. You're a fine-looking fascist and a perfect little Nazi. I want to filter coffee through your soiled panties. Distorting news, looking smug and sweet. Laughing your lips like Ann Coulter's roast beef. Fox News, Heather, we'd really like to f*** you. Fox News, Heather, we'd really like to f*** you. We'd really like to f*** you. Do you ever think about doing that, Delisa? Uh, Do you, bitch? Uh, you want it, don't you? Three-way. Her. Uh, you're your man. Who's your man? Think The little pig rolls but between your buns. I'll bet it tastes like bubble gum. See you next time you need a story done. Since it takes a liberal to make you come. Fox News, Heather. We'd really like to... Nine nineteen. She did pretty well on that poll yesterday, you know. Considering she's small potatoes, she had uh, what, fifty-two votes, something like that, forty-one, whatever the hell she did had. Beautiful day, man. Like I started to say before, I interrupted myself. Sunny. It's going to be all the way up to forty today, boy. Oh man, it is just gorgeous. You know what it looks like when you just sit in inside the window looking out? Sure do. Looks like one of those days in Vegas. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, the blue, blue sky. Yeah, that's what we got now. Big blue sky, and it's going to be smoldering, man. 40 today, maybe 41 tomorrow. Oh! Cologne mist sparks Pennsylvania Airport Pro. Wait till you see the first uh, votes on the poll today. Very revealing. Very revealing. In fact, maybe we ought to stop it right now. A Saudi Arabian traveler set the city's anti-terrorism machine into full gear when he sprayed three airport guards with cologne while trying to demonstrate the liquid wasn't dangerous. <laughs> This is a great story. I love it. The security screeners were rushed to Methodist Hospital after being spritzed Wednesday as the student passed through a checkpoint at Philadelphia International Airport. Unsure whether they had a biological attack on their hands, hospital officials ordered a full quarantine 
Ambulances inbound to the emergency room were diverted to other hospitals. Patients and staff who had contact with the guards were quarantined for nearly three hours. We didn't know what the substance was, said hospital spokesman Nan Myers. FBI spokeswoman Linda Vesey said the 22-year-old student, whose name was withheld by authorities, was detained in question, then released hours later after chemical tests confirmed that the vapors were harmless. He was here legally. All his papers were in order. His flight plans were in order. No federal law was violated. He was released, Vesey said, but he missed his flight to Europe. That'll Initially, learn Initially, even the screeners themselves didn't consider the incident worth reporting, VZ said, but they had second thoughts about the sweet-smelling spray and called police. Flights weren't disrupted. Nobody was evacuated from the terminal, said airport spokesman Mark Pesci. How do you like that? Sounds fishy to me. <laughs> I think we have a funny. call from Indianapolis. I don't believe it. Hello. Neil, did you really have a stroke? Yes. I can't believe it. Why not? That's terrible. Well, it's my second one. The first one was a lot worse. This was a little one. Yeah, I mean, I thought you just had you were you know, had the flu or something. Yeah. What are we going to do if something happens to you? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like you already beat me to the punch. You already moved out of town. Yeah, but Neil, what did I ever do to you? I'm I'm the only guy up here listening. Oh, oh, it's that idiot again. What did I ever do to you, guy? Everybody now, we have everybody that calls the show has got a name. You know, we got the crazy yeah. guy. The what did I ever do to you, guy? What, oh, what does he brother. want from you? I, I have no idea. Probably trying to get me to have another stroke. Look at that poll so far, baby. I this is it. pretty, pretty interesting. This is the kind of poll where we learn a little bit of something. Not too much. We got 39 votes on there already. What I want most from the Neil Rogers show is, I'll listen regardless, I'm a groupie, 15. A few laughs and a few bedtime stories, 7. Neil's liberal and anti-religious rantings, 7. Entertainment and a few laughs, 6. Neil ripping the asshole callers, 4. And mostly polls with long list of choices, oh! none. None. Hmm. Now, Monday and Tuesday, we had those movie polls with long list of choices. Right. Tremendous response on the phone. Couldn't buy an open line. Couldn't buy an open line. You couldn't get through for love, money, or whatever. Or uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. And look at look at right now. There's yeah, not a call yeah. on the board. See, see what I'm saying? Because we had a list. That's all I can respond to. We get this asshole. To what did I ever do to you, guy? That just calls feigning concern about my stroke, which should be my worst problem, by the way. It was a little tiny one. Not fun. I found out that my heart. I got a good squeeze. I got a good heart. That's what Doctor Bush said. I got a good heart. He's the only Bush that'll tell you that. You know who Hank needs to see badly? He needs to see Dr. Hanft, Dr. Kendall Hanft, my great ENT lady, that really uh, told me what the hell happened with me. But he won't do it. I, I would I would even give the information out, but I know he won't go there because Hank's got a bad strep throat or something like that. He's got a streptococcal infection, something like that. And the cockles it's, of his throat. A streptococcal. And you know who I blame? Because I heard him yesterday at the beginning of the show. I came in here especially 3 o'clock. I missed the first few seconds of passion just so I could hear the humper and see if he sounded any better. Did he sound any better? No. It sounded awful, like death on uh, wheels. Like death on two fat legs. So you know who I blame? Clarence. Clarence and Duff. That's who I blame. Because I said to Muff before the show this morning, he came in for his usual 30-second yuck-yuck uh, session, and I said, how come he's still working? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like that. And walked out. I mean, you you can't put somebody on here, especially when your vocal cords are your stock and trade. You see what I'm saying? It's like taking away a violinist Stradivarius. You don't do that. When you're in the, the business, when you're in a radio business, and Muff should know this with his mellifluous voice, your vocal cords, that's your stock and trade. That's your uh, thing. Right? It would right. be like taking away the harmonica from Jerry Murad. <laughs> Who? 
<laughs> from the Harmonicats, long before your time. Well, whatever. I guess. From Stevie Wonder. Is that more like it? Sure. You just can't mess with somebody's stock and trade. It would be like taking away Victor Borga's piano. Things like that. <laughs> and this man's got a... He can barely squeak out a few words. The thing you do is you call a guy up and say, Hey, today's Thursday. Take a couple of days off. Take your medication, uh, uh, whatever, and rest up your throat. Don't talk to anybody on disconnect the phone and just rest your vocal cords until Monday. That's what I would do. But no, not these grave robbers. Just like me. Just like me. I have a stroke. I come into work the next day. I, 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 didn't I tell you while I was right. on the air? Right. I was slurring and I was like incoherent and all of these things. Did anybody come in and say, gee, you really ought to go home? No. No. <laughs> oh, you're funny. No, of course not. They don't give a flying crap. They put on a good act. They do? Like I said, they don't even put on a good act. <laughs> okay. They don't even do that. You're right. Now that I think about it. Greg sticks his head in the door there on uh, Wednesday, whatever the hell the day was. Yeah, is he okay? <laughs> you know. With his uh, fingers crossed behind his back like he's feigning concern, you know. Who the hell is he kidding? He's, he's part of the reason I was in the hospital in the first place. He's a big part of it. You know what his specialty is? In fact, he's a lot like Clark Kent. You want to know why? Why? Because they're the only two people I know strong enough to throw everybody under the bus. That's his specialty, throwing people under the bus. Just to avoid taking the heat himself. Screws everything up, diddles around, makes all kinds of problems, and then looks for scapegoats to throw under the bus. Nice going, Greg. And by the way, pay Norm his money, will you? You jackass. You silly person, you. You Ojean provocateur. 20, did I get my message across? Probably nope. not. Probably not. So they don't, they don't give a crap about people, but send the humper home. Don't let him destroy his throat, because I'll tell you one thing. You know, when you have a sore throat or a raw throat, like from strep throat or just a, a sore throat, the more you talk, you, the worse you make it. Well, yeah. You're injuring your tender vocal cords, Humper. <clears throat> and I'm just telling you, I don't want to keep going on because, you know, he's in denial anyway about the fat part. So what's the point? I just give up as far as he's concerned. Came in here yesterday and gave you a big song and dance about how he's got strep throat. Well, believe you me, one of the reasons you got strep throat is the diabetes, which is a immune system deficiency. It's a disease of the immune system. Most people don't realize that. Take it from me, an old diabetic expert. And number two, the fat also makes you like uh, susceptible to all of these things on top of that. So you take a fat diabetic, which is most of us, and then you really got serious. I'm just, I'm just, you know, offering my opinion because I care about the guy. But you know, nobody pays any attention to me. What's that, that old Neil? Old Neil, <laughs> ain't he a card? <laughs> yeah, real funny guy. He was real funny in the hospital with that gown on. That'd be funny. Nine twenty-seven at five sixty. WQAM. Oh, he wasn't allowed, by the way, in my ward. He was too old. He was in the geriatric ward, Mo. <laughs> he went for his uh, bag transplant. The big blizzard hit the northeast this week, and all the President's Day sales were snowed out. Because of the storm, Dollar Mattress has redirected major shipments of Sealy, Certus, Simmons, King Coil mattresses to Florida. And through this Sunday, you can get even more savings than usual, than ordinary. Call 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S right now, and you'll save like never before. Rhymes with default. Through Sunday only, Dollar Mattress is having a President's Day blizzard sale, offering an additional 10% off their already low everyday rock-bottom prices. Dollar Mattress doesn't usually have sales, but due to the blizzard, they're having one right now as I speak. Time is short. If you've been, put, uh, been putting off buying that new mattress, don't wait another minute. Don't wait another millisecond. Call 1-800-MATTRESS right now. And, of course, you'll have 30 days to try it out in your home with the best comfort exchange policy anywhere in the world. If you do need an exchange, you can do so anytime within that 30-day comfort exchange period. No hassles, no problems at all. And when you buy a mattress from Dollar Mattress, they'll come to your house, set up the brand-new bedding, and take away the crappy old bedding for free. That's correct. Dollar Mattress sets up the new and takes away the old bedding for free. 
So make the call now, 1-800-MATTRESS-FOR-DOLLAR-MATTRESS. Enjoy a great night's sleep. It's Dollar Mattress's huge blizzard sale, but be sure and call before this Sunday to take advantage of these unbelievable prices. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. That's 1-800-MATTRESS-FOR-DOLLAR-MATTRESS, the answer for a perfect night's sleep. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. But now we got these colors to tell us when a threat is near. At least you're the kind of person who believes if we got hit once, the next one will be more severe. But I guess you must be dumb when you say that this new system really needs to be revived. I told you green means alright, and orange means a tight, but you say, what if I'm colorblind? Honey, I said, when it's red, big red, baby, you're much too fast. Yes, you are. When it's red, big red, you need to get a clue, you stupid ass. I love that. When it's red, it's a big threat. Oh, my. Oh, my. And the alert, too. 931 at 560 WQM. And I'm thinking, speaking of Joe Zagaki, the reason I played that, yeah. He's like yesterday, so the humper comes in. And, and see, I know how he feels. I can relate to it exactly. I had no business being there last Monday. None. Zero. But when you work in this business, and especially for a bunch of grave robbers like we work for, you're really reluctant to call in sick because right away they're thinking, aha, you know, he's screwing off, or he's not coming in because we haven't paid his agent yet, or some, you know, they got such cost, some kind of cockamamie thing in the back of their mind, even though you're bleeding to death right on their doorstep, you know. Right. So you're really reluctant not to uh, uh, come in, no matter how sick you might be. So I know how the humper's feeling. Like crap. Don't do it, Hank. Call in sick. And then, of course, then he finds out they put Clarence and the Beast on, on uh, what day was it? Tuesday, right? I guess. On Tuesday afternoon, because he was only on about an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And they put them on there. How would you feel? Would you want to be on there? I'd rather hear Zagaki. Oh, my! Oh, my! Any day of the week, even as coma-inducing as he is, than Clarence and the Beast, with all due respect to them. Oh, do you follow what I'm saying? No. No, seriously, when Clarence and the Beast are on, it's like bad high school radio. I mean, when Zagaki's on, it's just like bad, you know, commercial radio. But good golly, Miss Molly, let's stop putting all these children on here, Muff and Clarence. Let's stop. Oh, that's right, Clarence is one of them. Putting a bunch of punky little kids on here. It, it does. It sounds like junior high school radio, like uh, a bunch of kids with a with a, a crystal set in their basement. Oh, they, my! Oh, my! It's hard to have a basement in Florida. What? You're forgetting something. What's that? Sports. Oh, sports. No, that, that that's the point. Who knows more about sports, Joe Zagaki or the Beast and uh, Clarence, huh? Oh, my! Oh, my! In fact, they could put... You know something? They don't even have to pay Zagaki to fill in for Hank. All they have to do for four hours is play that. Oh, my! Oh, my! Get a 50 share easy. You know, people all over town. Do you hear QAM? What's going on there today? Oh, my! Oh, my! In fact, just to prove the point, I think we're going to do it today. What do you say? Oh, my! Oh, my! Why should we let the humper steal a good idea, right? Oh, uh, that'll loop, you know. I thought, oh, it'll loop all right. Oh, my! Oh, my! Oh, my! Oh, my! Oh, my! Oh, my! Yeah. Loop-de-loop, Joe. I told you he was exciting. It's just the way you present him that's what makes him interesting, old Joe. 
He's just all these years. He's never been presented in his most flattering light. Oh my! Yeah. Oh my! That's a lot more exciting than what I'm hearing most of the time, like in the morning. Oh no, he's really uh, moving along, Mo. You know, is he? We'd like to see him move along. Right out the door, down the Hershey Highway, and most of the audience agrees. Anyway, uh, it's too late, by the way, Clarence and Duff. Too late to salvage that turkey. Uh, what I want most from the Neil Rogers show is we got 91 votes already. That's like in about 15 minutes. I told you, everybody needed to vote today, and they're they're coming through. You see this? They may not come through on the phone, because most sane people don't call talk shows, like I've always told you. Well, look, look at that guy from Indianapolis. For a second there, he really had us hooked, like we had uh. a real caller. From, what have I done to you? I, yeah, whatever, the, wherever he is and whatever he is, besides a misfit. And, and, and no matter what... calling from Indianapolis to do that. Yes, I, I know that. I understand. But that's the point. And you know who I think that is? I think that's the New York guy. Right. Don't you? The ebullient guy. The ebullient guy, yeah. And you're an asshole is who you are, whether you're that guy or not. You're just an asshole is what you are. You're an idiot. Can't you have a conversation without concluding, what did I ever, what, what does that mean? Didn't I talk to him? Didn't I listen to his sputum there about my stroke and his uh, feigned uh, concern? You asshole. Yeah, very good. I like the way he says that. You asshole. In fact, wait a minute. I got an idea. Let's see how this works. Back to back. Four hours of this today. Just give it a shot. Don't jump to any conclusions. You asshole. Oh, my. Oh, my. What do you think? Let's try it. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. What do you say, huh? At least for a segment. Mo and Joe. At least for 20 minutes today. Mojo. We're going to do it all day. We'll get our mojo back. Here's a call from Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Good morning. How's it going? Yes, sir. Good morning to you. Uh, listen, you know, I, I used to listen to you in the morning, and I mean, I still listen to you in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I'd always listen to, uh, Randy Rhodes. So, oh my God. Back, you, they, huh? You have to be kidding me. No, I actually like Randy, I actually like Randy Rhodes. Uh, well, I mean, then you're a talk show groupie, you're one of those people. No, I, I don't call, I just listen, but, you're, uh. Like I said, you're a talk show groupie. Oh, okay, well, I guess. I guess I am. I, uh, I, my wife nobody nobody listens to Randy Rhodes, who isn't a talk show groupie. So, but anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so uh, they took her off the air, so I was kind of disappointed. I don't have anything to listen to in the afternoon, except that, well, I'm not going to mention who, but... Uh, but what do you mean you're not going to mention who? What does that mean? You can, what, uh, well, you? like Schnitz and, and Rush Lartbottom, and I, I'm not going to listen But well, what about the Humper? You don't like Hank? Oh, no, no, but by that time, I'm, I'm already home, and, you know, most of the times I listen in the car. And what about Mandage? Don't like the Mad Dog? Yeah, I listen to Mandage every once in a while. He's, so he's what, what, what's the problem? I don't see where there's well, any problem here. Well, anyway, but what, what I'm calling about is to tell you that... Uh, what are you calling you about? Like, since you don't like the Beasleys, I think you might have a, have a choice soon. I just read on the AP Newswire that uh, there's a liberal-leaning... Ah! Ah! Do you remember the scene, I'm sure you do, in The Godfather, where he uh -huh. finds the horse's head in his bed right. and he's going... Ah! And you hear it like all the way out in the courtyard. You hear him screaming, uh, oh my God. Just if I hear one more show, call right? about that, about the Liberal Talk Network or one more fax, not interested, it's gonna, in fact, you notice who he mentioned in, uh, right there? Yeah. yeah, that's what Lynn was saying. Like, we were emailing back and forth about four hours last night, and uh, she pointed that out that Randy's probably got her nose up there, ass in Chicago already, where they're, you know, looking at the Liberal this Talk morning. Network on. What? Just before the show, you mentioned, I mentioned and, that to you. And the Randy thing and all of that. Oh, my God. For talk show groupies like him. 
Not interested. I, I'm not going anywhere, okay? I'm, I'm, don't you understand, sir? I keep trying to explain this to you, okay? I'm an old fart. I don't lie about my age like some people on this station. I'm 60 years old, plus a couple of months. I'm not, I'm not looking to start a new career. I'm looking to phase out. I have less than four years left on this horseball thing, and if it weren't for Mitch Hirsch losing so much of my money, I'd probably be, uh, sitting here, uh, talking to myself right now without the equipment because I wouldn't need to be doing it. Wouldn't need the paycheck. And speaking of Johnny Paycheck, you know, it took me 40 minutes to get to this damn story. Singer Johnny Paycheck, best known for Take This Job and Shove It. Do you see how appropriate yeah, that is, how that fits right in? Dead at 64. You have no idea how much I'd like to tell Greg Reed to take this job and shove it. You have no clue how much I'd love to tell him that. The guy that wants to throw you under the bus. The guy you can't complain about the support he gives you because he, he doesn't give you any. Gives you like a backhanded slap on the back with his fingers crossed and an evil uh, look in his eye. You're not kidding anybody, Greg. You're not fooling anybody with a brain, I'll tell you that, including this old kid. But I'll just take the paycheck, thank you. I see the law continues being sold out day in, day out. We're bringing in more goddamn money than Carter's got pills on his show. we still got some numbers out there, which, uh, you know, and evidently somebody must be listening. we got like 1,200 votes on the poll yesterday. Huh? Somebody must be listening. The poll has been up this morning for, what, 20 minutes? 25 right. minutes? Got 113 votes already. We could break all records today if they keep up like this. How do you like that? What's your so point? So somebody out there must be listening. In spite of that lead-in we got, which we don't want to talk about that too much, in spite of that, in spite of this nine-to-one thing, see, that's another thing about Duff and Clarence, you know. Talk a good game. Oh, and we're working feverishly to get you back to ten-to-two, and you're the mainstay. You're, and all this other bullcrap. It's just idle chatter, okay? You know how the FBI is saying they're hearing all of this chatter? Probably most of it is coming from the QM programming orifices. That's where they're hearing all the idle chatter from. And believe me, you, you should be concerned when you start hearing their idle chatter. Yeah, that, I'd say red alert for that. Like that bit we just played? Yeah, that one. I love that. It starts out slow, but then it really, uh, it, it makes its point. If it's red, panic. Oh, it's red. Now, bet. Now, seriously, that, all this crap about, well, we're, you know, it's not gonna happen. You know, yeah, Greg Reed screwed up the lineup and we're stuck with this, uh, crappy 9 to 1, which, you know, isn't working the way it should. Doesn't do the job for us, okay? And I just had a stroke. Am I going to get all bent out of shape about it? Of course not. Of course not. So they'll just continue capitalizing and exploiting and do whatever the hell they want, and we'll just continue a sucking wind. That's all. That's all you can. Because you got cheap channel that owns every other goddamn station in the market, and Cox, the evil doers that Cox up there in Atlanta, Cox a hoist to them, and that's it. Those are the only choices. And so, you know, people get paid whenever they feel like paying them, and people uh, continue taking crap whether they like it or not, and people continue getting thrown out of the bus, and, and that's just the way it is. Don't like it? Hey, good luck to you. See you on the corner of 441 and Ives Dairy Road. That, that's their attitude. See you over at Chuck's Subcenter. Maybe he'll feed you. How you doing, Chuck? You think Chuck still likes us? I don't know. I'll go ask. Well, ever since you said those terrible things. Yeah. Now, he likes me. I don't think he's too fond of you. Of course, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. That's 19 till 10 at 560 WQAM. Singer Johnny Paycheck is dead. We'll get into that in a couple of minutes. <laughs> well, look, that re that requires a lot of, uh, don't you think? Sure, time. He had all those big hits like Take This uh, Job and Shove It, the Working Man's Anthem. What other big hits did he have? Uh, I'm sure he had a couple. Think about it. All you guys out there, size makes a huge difference. That's a little play on words. We're talking about that paycheck, which I was mentioned just moments ago. Johnny paycheck and my paycheck and your paycheck. According to the Florida Department of Labor, computer professionals have big, impressive paychecks. Computer careers are among the highest paid and the highest demand. 
Speaking of the economy, by the way, bad numbers uh, this morning on CNBC. I just mentioned that in passing. Fast Train can help you achieve your new high-paying computer career in four short months. They've got locations all over town, so there's bound to be one easy uh, to get to close by you. Fast Train is in Kendall. They're in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Pembroke Pines. And now, with day, evening, and weekend schedules, you have no excuse to stay in a crappy, dead-end job working for peanuts when you can have yourself a real money-making career. So call Fast Train today, toll-free. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They've got full-time job placement. Guaranteed financing is waiting for you, too. Call them today or check them out on the web. If you like it, FastTrain.com. You could have a big one, too, if you make one easy phone call. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Greg hates you. Kaboom. Look out, Saddam Hussein. Look out, Saddam Hussein. George Bush has got your name. Look out, Saddam Hussein. And he says, we know. No. We know just what you're doing. Look oh, out, my. Oh, my. Very naughty boy. Oh, very naughty boy. Trying to build a bunch of news. Oh, Saddam, he'll get you. He'll get you. He's got some missiles pointed at you. And he'd love to bomb Iraq. Back into the Middle Ages, he'd love to. He'd love to, love to, love to, love to. George W. is the president. He is the president. And Congress wants him to explain. Wants him to explain. They say, what do, what do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing? He says, we're gonna take him out. Gonna take him out. He's gonna Nine forty-seven at five sixty WQM. Some alarming news that you just faxed me here. A popular voice on rap and R&B radio station ninety-nine jams is in a legal jam. Is that like a little play on words? Yeah. Terry Alexander is behind bars this morning. The DEA claims Alexander picture. Look in your speaker there. You'll see his picture. Oh, look at that. 39. Tried to sell two undercover agents 500 tablets of ecstasy two years ago. Since then, they've been building their case. They sure take their sweet time, don't they? Sure do. On Tuesday, they arrested Alexander and Edwin Waterval, who they say is Alexander's supplier. DEA agent Jake uh, Joe Kilmer said Alexander's notoriety and alleged dealings with drugs did not strike him as an odd combination. It's so typical of South Florida, nothing surprises you anymore in terms of who we're arresting and the different people from the different walks of life, celebrities, important people, influential people that come up in the midst of the drug game, Kilmer said, like George Rodriguez, producer of the Neil Rogers Show. Both Alexander and Waterfall are charged with trafficking and conspiring to traffic ecstasy. The radio station is not commenting on the arrest. They did say they're jam up and jelly tight, or whatever that song was. What is that? Florida sex history law looks to be set to be dumped? What is that? Well, whatever that is. That's uh, for much later on. Got too much important stuff here, including a call from Caldwell. Where the hell is Caldwell? California? I don't know. I'm asking Carlos. He's the one who put it on there. Where the hell New is Jersey. that? Caldwell, New Jersey? Hello? Good morning. Yes, sir. So even when I don't call it, you have this pat Oh, that's the guy, the, uh, that's the guy again. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Or that's, I'm that's serious. The, or this that was program... The no, stop. Just shut up a minute. This show is the most astonishing... 
program in the history of the human race. It really is. All, all I had to do was just mention his name. See, it's a different chronic. It's not the uh, ebullient guy, which is who we both thought it was. That That's a different guy, because this guy's got a better voice. But I still don't want to talk to him, because he's got nothing to say. Seriously, yeah, we've been begging you for two years now. Get yourself a life. Calling me from Caldwell, New Jersey, just to let us know that it wasn't him who calls and says, what did I ever do to you, who's the other guy, the other chronic from Indianapolis, who probably uh, got kicked off the Bob and Tom show. God, wouldn't Bob and Tom be great on this station in the morning? Oh, Boy. man. Wouldn't you love to follow them? Look Listen what, the, the you know, Pop had Bob and Tom. Look what we got. Orioles pitcher rushed off a Lauderdale field following diabetic episode. What is going on with those Orioles, Carlos? They suck. No, seriously, I think there's some kind of a curse. It's all in the water Orioles. over there. Baltimore Orioles right-hander Jason Johnson was rushed off a practice field yesterday after a diabetic episode. See what I'm saying, Hank? You fatso, <laughs> get with it. Take some time off. Relax. Get your health back together again. Get your throat, uh, your vocal cords straightened out. Quit coming on her and squeaking. You're going to kill yourself. For these bastards, it's not worth it, Hank. Don't do it. They wouldn't give you the sweat off their ass. What are you doing, you maniac? Johnson, who wears an insulin pump to maintain his sugar level, was treated outside the clubhouse on the back of a cart by the Orioles medical staff and paramedics from the Fort Lauderdale Fire Rescue Unit. About ten minutes later, Johnson walked to the trainer's room with minimal assistance. And, of course, we know that Orioles pitching prospects, Steve Beckler, died Monday of heat stroke, and et cetera, and so on. How do you like that? The Orioles are having some real problems, baby. What is going on with them? And then we got uh, poor Terry Alexander. He's in a jam. A little ecstasy. Maybe Otter Call is good. Uh, I don't know if he knows OJ. You know, maybe we can hook the two of them up together. You think? I'll make the call. What I want most from the Neil Rogers show is how many votes we got on this turkey? Oh, 157 already in about 40 minutes. Less than that. Shocking. I'll listen regardless. I'm a groupie. 54, 34.3%. Neil's liberal and anti-religious rantings, 33, 21%. Okay. Bush sucks and the uh, Goyam are a bunch of lunatics. How's that? More. Entertainment and a few laughs, 27. A few laughs and a few bedtime stories, 20. We've got some bedtime stories today, by the way. Several. Thank God, because look at that phone. Oh, boy. Weak. And you want to know why? Why? No, no. Not doing one of those uh, lists. Right. Not building a list. Neil ripping the asshole caller is only 15. Now, isn't that interesting? What percent is that? 8.9%. Neil ripping the asshole callers. They must have heard the show yesterday. They must have heard what a classic waste of my time and effort it was trying to do a radio show with those people on the phone because we didn't have another list for the third day in a row. And even when I did put out a good thing there, what did we get? Or uh, we got corn dogs. <laughs> no, no, seriously, <laughs> no, I thought that was, was a fun thing to talk about, being yeah. stranded on an island, and, you know, being obsessed with one kind of food, whatever the hell it might be, whether it would be Ben and Jerry's fish food or whatever it might be. Those Rogers almond uh, brittle uh, bars I'm talking about. Nothing. Neil ripping the callers, asshole callers, 15, and mostly pulls with a long list of choices. Oh, man. Only nine. Nine. Thank you, Robert. That's all stupid. Right. Nine. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound, five, sixty on the AT&T and Verizon line. Singer Johnny Paycheck is dead at the age of 64. Take this job and shove it. That was his big hit. That was the working man's anthem in 1977. Paycheck had been bedridden in a nursing home. with. I wonder if he was in there with Mrs. Wallace from Passion. She's going to be in a nursing home if she don't watch it. Unless Beth gets her with that needle first. 
paycheck had been bedridden in a nursing home with emphysema and asthma. He died to... Oh, and by the way, I don't want to spoil passions for you today, but Grace makes a comeback thanks to a Kay and the Tabitha who reach in that big bowl of water and they pull her spirit right back from the... Uh, because the, the evil forces, the demons don't want the uh, ivy yet. You know poison ivy? Yeah. You have no idea what I'm talking about. That's good. Passions. Paycheck had been bedridden in a nursing home with emphysema and asthma. He died Tuesday... Specializing in earthy, plain-spoken songs, Paycheck recorded 70 albums and had more than two dozen hit singles. His biggest hit, Take This Job and Shove It, inspired by a movie of that name. How? How come we didn't have that movie on our list? Damn and it. a title album that sold two million copies. His other hits included, see, you didn't have them, but I got them right here. Don't Take Her, She's All I Got, which was revived 25 years later in 1996 by Tracy Bird. I'm the only hell mama ever raised. <laughs> Slide off your satin sheets. Old violin, and you can have her. Sounds like that Larry Lujak bit. Right. With those comedy song titles. Slide off your satin sheets, and I'm the only hell mama ever raised. My music's always been about life and situation. Situation comedies, situation life, he said in 1977. And now the situation is, he's dead. He and another ex-convict. Oh, I see. Look at this. His career was interrupted 18, uh, 1989 to 91. We served two years in prison for shooting a man in the head in an Ohio bar in 1985. He shot him in the head. Huh. He and another ex-convict, country star Merle Haggard, performed at the Chillicothe Correctional Institute in Ohio while Paycheck was imprisoned there. I heard from uh, fans constantly throughout the entire two years, he said after his release. The letters never stopped from throughout the world. I look forward to mail call every day. Ohio Governor Richard Celeste continue, uh, commuted Paycheck's seven to nine-year sentence for aggravated assault, and the singer returned to his career. He was court-martialed in prison for two years in the 50s for slugging a naval officer. He had a little bit of a temper. He was like a real man. He was a man's man. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't another one of these pussies, you know, like Tab Hunter. He was a real man. Remember Tab Hunter that did Young Love, stole that song from Sonny James? No. On Capitol Records, huh? Tab Hunter on Dot. In fact, when Tony Perkins met him, he said, hey, Tab, what's Dot? <laughs> and he showed him, and he liked it. North Miami Beach, hello. Yeah, you think that, that guy's ecstatic? What uh, is it? And Johnny Paycheck, Johnny's other hit was, got that sheep up right on me, I'll wait right here. That's Woody. I didn't realize it was Chronic Thursday, did you? No, I didn't get the memo. It's not even 10 o'clock yet, and we've already heard from what? Four or five hundred Chronic? Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. And I picked the bad day to quit sniffing glue. Yo, the Learning Channel and MTV have hooked up to bring you the freshest new decorating show, Trading Cribs. This week, Snoop Dogg and Celine Dion redecorate each other's bedrooms. Okay, Celine, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take down Snoop's horrible ceiling fan. Oh, no, the Mr. Dog, he said to me, touch my ceiling fan and I will pop a cap on you. Trading Cribs. Watch music's biggest stars shine and sand and paint. So, Snoop, what should we do with Celine's bedroom? Yo, check it out. I think we need to paint over that big old picture, that fat old ball cracker with the white beard. You dig? Yeah, but that's a mural of her husband, Renee. Say what? Mm-hmm. Damn. I know. I know. Trading cribs. Will Snoop Dogg be bow-wowed by what Celine's done to his beloved bedroom? Okay, Mr. Snoop. I hope you like what I have done, yes? Okay, you are opening your eyes now. Hey, wait, 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 hold, hold, hold up, hold up. Where my... Where my damn ceiling fan at? Oh, get over here. Ah, Come please, here. Please, don't kill me. No. Don't miss Trading Cribs right after TRL. Total Redecorate Live. Oh, 10 1 at 560 WQM. I think we left the choice off the pull today. What? 
We could have had four hours of Neil playing. Oh, my. Oh, my. That might have been interesting. Anyway, might have got some votes, too. Tonight on PBS, somebody faxes us, and we thank them. Frontline, the war behind closed doors. The war behind closed doors explores the 10-year gestation of what producer Michael Kirk calls the Bush administration's doctrine of preemption in foreign policy. Focusing on official on the officials most significantly associated with it, Vice President Dick Cheney and Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld and their top aides, uh, Louis Libby and Paul Wolfowitz, respectively. The policy in a nutshell is that the U.S. has a responsibility to dominate the world's hotspots, says Kirk, and that Iraq is a demonstration project of it. Interviewees include Weekly Standard editor Bill Crystal. Oh, my God, I can hear the boots stomping now. Pentagon advisor Richard Pearl and Kenneth Pollock, or is that Pollock, a Clinton administration national security advisor and author of The Threatening Storm, The Case for Invading Iraq, Will Lyman narrates. I don't think I want to see that. No, now that you mention it. With that with that bunch? With Bill Crystal and Richard Ooh. Pearl? Uh, who the hell wants to see that? Oh, fat. Thanks anyway. Like I said, I'll be watching the Leafs playing uh, the Caps and the Panthers playing the Senators in Ottawa. Here's Linda who faxes. This is kind of cute. Did you read this? Yes, I did. I read them all. But let's take a very important call in Kiva's game, because we're taking oh, calls one at a time today. Apparently. What do you mean by that? Well, we haven't given them a poll list uh, to get involved oh, with yet. Don't you understand? Yeah. That's, yeah we're not I building do. a poll. You should know. Here's Kiva's game. Hello. Okay. See, I told you, they're all out today, yeah. every one of them. In fact, we'll have to start making a list to see which ones haven't called in yet. Oh. We're making a list? 567 560 Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. It's Screenless Thursday on the Neil Rogers Show, Carlos. Got it? Okay. He won't, he won't, He's blinking like he doesn't believe it. What do you mean by I that? I don't understand. Well, how can you handle all these calls that are pouring in here? The mighty cone guy? That uh, goofball, the ebullient guy calling from Jersey? Oh, here. That asshole see, from see Indianapolis? Look what you've done. What do you mean by that? No, no, just relax. Don't worry about it, okay? Sit there and worry about getting... Did you get that book on... Uh, did you have Eric get that book cover on our uh, website? I got the Amazon information for him and the picture and everything. Excellent. Very good. Let's get on that right away. Eric Alterman, What Liberal Media. That's our new uh, book recommended reading for the people out there, for the 2% of the audience who actually read a book or have somebody read it to them. Linda says, got a couple ideas for pools. What as a... What as a... Oh. What you as a listener would like to do with Neil before he croaks. Better hurry. Strokes. One, spend a day in Amsterdam visiting hot gay places together. Two, spend a day showing him the error of his ways concerning his politics. Three, spend a day preaching to him about God so he might find redemption. Oh, God. Four, spend a day getting baked on various drugs. She says, that's her choice. I think it would be a riot to get stoned with me. Uh -uh. Then, things that Sheridan can do with Antonio. Speaking of passions... And you're right, Linda, passion is going great again. Now, it was really, it was stuck in a rut there for a while. You'll be excited to see that Ivy makes a comeback back into her body today, and Sam is all goosey and excited. Wouldn't it be nice to have, like, a big bowl of water in the kitchen, and you can just reach in there and make all kinds of things happen? Well, that's what they do on Passions. Anyway, things that Sheridan can do with Antonio. One, use him as a serving table at Teresa's next taco party. <laughs> Two, take him to the Letterman show for stupid Antonio tricks. I can't believe that Dr. Phil actually got a big number on the Letterman show. You told me before oh, the show. Yeah, that, that is, that's terrifying to me. Three, making, uh, meaning Antonio, stand him up and use him as a room divider. Yeah, but I think some of us might keep bumping into him. And four, rent him out for gay parties. Excellent job, Linda. Oh! Thank you so much. You're right. Passion's rules, sweetheart. Make no mistake about it. Now, see, Carlos, we got him smoking here a little bit. Not, not, not like full heavy duty like it should be. 
but considering. WQAM. Hey, what's up, Chief? Listen, yes, I want to talk about this uh, Terry Alexander incident, the, uh, yeah. the EDR DJ. Yes. Uh, with the FBI to see. It's not the first time this has happened. If you recall, a couple of years ago, Paul Castronovo had gotten arrested for smuggling bones. Yeah. That's it. That's the punchline. And that's it. That was good. I told you, you do screen unless you get the good stuff in there, okay? That was probably Paul's boyfriend calling. Or maybe that was uh, Young Ron's boyfriend. Which one do you think? I think it was Petey. WQAM. Oh, no, that's Woody again. It was probably Petey Lenny who was calling. So I'm just going to do my bedtime stories. Cause oh, thank on... God. Huh? I'm well, sorry. I mean, uh, day. We got no uh, calls. We have no real callers today. or anything. We have no real callers on this show today. It's very sad. Did we have one? Oh, the first guy we started out, he was pretty good. He had something that was ripping bush and ass. He actually had something to say about something going on in the world, and then the rest of them have been just the usual misfits. Woody, your quote is up today, Woody, okay? Go away. Don't go away mad. Just go away and don't ever come back. Everybody in America hates you like poison. WQAM? Here we go. WQAM? Hello, Neil. Yes? Hey, Neil, I got a question for you. Who is this guy that I keep seeing uh, billboards for Schnitt? Schnitt happens. Who is that? A Schnitt head. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. I uh, wonder if you really think GW as I think he is. What is it? Why are these callers like fading out, in and out? It's, what is that? It's them. It's you. Yeah, what are you I saying? I to talk about GW. Yeah. Is he really as bad as I think he is? Yes. Can he con be considered as one of the worst presidents ever? Is that possible? Uh, the verdict's still out, but I think uh, if he keeps going this way, yes. By the way, the unemployment number is really bad. First-time applications for unemployment up about 21,000 last week, really bad. Inflation number for January up 1.6, and even excluding uh, energy and uh, et cetera, up almost one full percent. And the markets are going, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, when the numbers came out at 8.30 this morning, they're all like, oh, gee, can these be for real? Is the... And the market is still like, uh, the Dow is down, by the way, for that guy. That... Remember the guy yesterday? Yeah. The stock market. Dow is down about 10. The Nasdaq still up about 6. Don't ask me why. Why anything would be up. Anybody to be buying stocks right now has really got to be an imbecile. Got to be out of their minds. Because when they drop that first bomb on Iraq, when the first shots are fired, believe me, then you're going to see the Schmidt. Hit the fans, speaking of Schmidt. They even made a movie about it. So if you want to stick your hard-earned money in there, but you go ahead and do whatever you want, folks. Don't listen to me. I mean, what do I know about investing? I used Mitch Hirsch. Oh. And, and live to uh, pay for it big time. WQAM. <coughs> WQAM. Schmidt has all the ratings, baby. Yeah, yeah, sure he does. Three share. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. There's I another got, one to mark uh, down, by the way, George, that Johnny chronic Pajic. negative guy. What is it? Johnny Paycheck? Yeah. If everything ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. WQAM? Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Okay, I'm doing great. Good. good. Sun is shining. It's a beautiful day in T.O., man. It's beautiful. I know. It's gorgeous in Miami. I'm telling you. Five minutes after one, I'm going to be on my way to a nice lunch today. I'm going to have my newspaper, sit and relax, put my feet up on the table in the restaurant, get kicked out. It'll be great. Why don't you take me along, please? No, thanks. <laughs> okay, Neil, the reason I'm calling, you know, I don't know if you, have, how, if you had a chance yesterday, last night, to look uh, to watch some TV. And um, Helen Thomas was on TV with, uh, actually, uh, 
Your friend Donahue? Yeah, we had a call about that. Our first call oh, was I'm about sorry. that. Oh, I'm sorry. I just took okay. you in it. Okay. Now, see, I, I turned him off because when I turned it on, he was talking about that stupid uh, bra that disappeared, Lacey or uh, whatever. That's crazy, right, Lacey uh, Peterson. Peterson, but, uh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, I never knew that uh, Helen Thomas uh, really had so much good things to say, especially yeah. about uh, your friend uh, George Bush. About but, the uh, Bozomeister, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, she said uh, it was the worst president she ever saw. Mm-hmm. That makes me very happy. And also, in Chris Matthews... They well, had, they make uh, you very happy that she said it, but that doesn't mean he ain't the president anymore. See, that's the only problem. I, I know. I understand. But you know what? At least I know that I'm not by myself, and I know that there are some people just sharing my ideas, too. And uh, on Chris Matthews, they have uh, Bob Dole. And I tell you, the guy, I never knew he had some sense of humor. I'm telling you, that was something. Well, you know, any guy that would do limp penis spots, he must have a little, <laughs> little bit of a sense of humor, you know? That's right, that's right. Okay, Neil, listen, take me out to lunch with you, okay? Okay, good luck to you. What happened to that thing? I must have misplaced it. Where's that thing about the T-shirts that you faxed me? That's very important I'll stuff. I'll fax it again. I saved it as well. No, no, I got it here somewhere. What the hell did I do with that? I didn't put, I didn't Schmidt can that, did I? Well, that would be really bad. I oh, here this is. is the uh, T-shirt. Here it question. is. Just relax. Calm down. International terrorist T-shirts. This was the first story we did this morning about the kid in, uh, in Dearborn, out in uh, one of the suburbs of Detroit. Got sent home from school because he was wearing a T-shirt that had Bush's picture on it and said, International terrorist. One of the typical stories of what goes on in America where freedom of speech is just a figment of somebody's imagination. And if you don't effing believe me, you can yourself, okay? Because you can't say squat in America anymore. It's just amazing. We're taking all these gigantic steps back into the Dark Ages. We keep talking about Afghanistan. We bombed them into the Dark Ages. They already were in the Dark Ages. Now we're trying to join them, I think. Taking enormous strides backward. International terrorist t-shirts, you can actually get one. Just go to international www.internationalterrorist.com. I like the black one myself. I'm going to order me one right now. In fact, guess, do you see where they're made? Canada. Made in Canada, eh? Children's uh, large and small to triple XL adult. I think we got one enough, even big enough for the humper. Well, and then they also make them in white. So uh, you can order the uh, www.internationalterrorist.com and be a proud wearer of that. Of course, down there, I don't know. Think it'd be a good idea to be walking around in South Florida with one of those on? <laughs> Up here, it'd be a big hit. Yeah, Believe you me. You have no idea. You can only begin to imagine what they have to say about the USA and about our president up here north of the border. You can only begin to imagine, except in the right-wing reactionary rags. But other than that, follow what I'm saying? No, what? They don't like him. Well, you remember a couple of months months ago, don't you remember the broad Kretchen's assistant who had to finally resign? Right. Because she said he would. Remember the comment? Mm-hmm. She had to quit her job, this poor lady, because she had the balls to call it like it was, because she called him a... M-O-R-O-N. Yeah, exactly. That was her uh, word. 250 votes on the poll in less than an hour. We're well on our way to breaking all records today. Can you see that? What I want most from the Neil Rogers Show is, I'll listen regardless, I'm a groupie, 83. 33.2, a full third you turn. of this audience are groupies. Now listen, if we do uh, Oh My, Oh My with Joe Zagaki all day. Let's give it a shot. Come on. What about tomorrow? Entertainment and a few laughs, 55, that's 22%. Don't you think Hank ought to go see Dr. Hanft? Yeah. But he won't. No. She's great. She would, she would straighten his ass out and the rest of them too, like in, a, in one day. I'm, I'm telling you. She'd get rid of that strep throat he's got. He keeps slipping over there in Dade County to Mount Sinai and all of his uh, chronic doctors. You know, if, if, 
What am I getting excited about? You know, you can lead a, an right. elephant to water, but you can't make him go to a good doctor. Neil's liberal and anti-religious rantings, 45 people want to hear that. That's what they want most, 17.7%. A few laughs and a few bedtime stories, 35. Neil ripping the asshole callers, 22. Only 8.6% want to hear WQAM. Hi, um, I'm guessing this is the Neil Rogers show, right? You're guessing? Yeah, well, I got the number from WQAM, so it must Yes, be. it is. This is the Neil Rogers show on WQAM. Hi, thanks. Um, who's this? Who are you calling? Well, um, I could talk to George or... Okay. Is this George? Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like you, because I listen to you on the radio. You sound different. Come listen, on. the reason I'm calling, I get right to the point, because I know you're busy in there. Please, I am, I am busy. Is, um, I know you guys don't do jokes, but I, uh, I picked up a joke off of the Internet. Okay, anyway... That, that button. Neil, ripping asshole callers, 22, or mostly pulls with a long list of choices, 10. I'm telling you, boy, between, what was the one where I potted up the thing the other day and it was like uh, right there? Right. And then we had the anthrax thing last year. Yeah. I'm telling you, I haven't lost it. Oh. In spite of the stroke, I'm still stroking Ooh. it, man, but in spite of it, still haven't lost the magic touch. That was, that, thank you very much, sir, by the way, mm. for your uh, very funny yuck. <laughs> yuck. I got my finger all the way up to my uh, eyebrow, inside. 1014 at 560 WQM. Tom Lehman and Joe Prieto of Hallett Pontiac GMC. They're not yoking around there. They're proud to announce three great Neil Rogers Neil deals. No kidding. So listen very, very closely. Neil deal number one. Get yourself 0% financing on all GMC 1500 series pickups. You heard correct. 0% on all 1500 series pickups at Hallett right this moment. Neil deal number two. Lisa GMC Envoy for just 299 bucks a month plus tax for 48 months. That's correct. Only 299 a month plus tax for a great GMC Envoy. Neil deal number three. Buy a Pontiac Vibe for just $199 a month. That's correct. Only 199 a month gets you a Pontiac Vibe. Hallett's also got great Neil deals on used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. And as far as credit is concerned, even if you're a deadbeat, even if he wants a new Greg Reed, no problem. He'll still cut your deal somehow, some way at Hallett Pontiac. It's the great Neil deal triple letter. Going on right now at Hallett, 1341 South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. You know that Mo mentioned again this morning that if a town loses Major League Baseball, you really uh, will feel it. You'll really be sorry. Won't you be sorry? Uh, For more right. information, call the Neil Deal hotline toll-free at one 534 That's 1-888-534-4211. Don't forget, all Neil Deals are subject to credit approval. See dealer for details. Hallett Pontiac GMC is, make no mistake about it, professional grade and proud of it. Live, live, and local, we're Sports Radio 560, QAM. Are you fudge packing? And now, things you'll never hear Kid Rock say. Hey, Pam, what do you say we take a couple of classes over there at the community college? Things you'll never hear Kid Rock say. I've run out of things that rhyme with bitch. Things you'll never hear Kid Rock say. My wang looks so big between your hooters. Mm. Things you'll never hear Kid Rock say. Let's go out, Pam. The only thing on TV is wrestling and tractor pools. Things you'll never hear Kid Rock say. Man, being a rock star sucks. I want to work on an auto assembly line like my deadbeat dad and his deadbeat dad before him. Things you'll never hear Kid Rock say. It's uh, 1018 at 560. I was just uh, reading over this fax you just sent to me. Yep. 
Editorial Observer Brent Staples writes in the op-ed uh, page in New York Times today, The trouble with corporate radio, the day the protest music died, consolidated ownership has changed what we hear on the air. No Schmidt! And whoever faxed this says, Today's New York Times, read this on the air, it'll kill a lot of time. <laughs> Pop music played a crucial role in the, I'm not going to read the whole thing. In the national debate over the Vietnam War, by the late 1960s, radio stations across the country were crackling with blatantly political songs that became mainstream hits. After the National Guard killed four anti-war demonstrators at Kent State in Ohio in the spring of 1970, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young recorded a song simply titled Ohio about the horror of the event, criticizing President Richard Nixon by name. The song was rushed onto the air while sentiment was still high and became both an anti-war anthem and a huge moneymaker. A comparable song about George W. Bush's rush to war in Iraq would have no chance at all today. There are plenty of angry people, many with prime music-buying demographics, but independent radio stations that once would have played edgy political music have been gobbled up by corporations who control hundreds of stations and have no wish to rock the boat. Corporate ownership has changed what gets played and who plays it. With a few exceptions, the disc jockeys who once existed to discover pro provocative new music have long since put, been, been put out to pasture. The new generation operates from playlists dictated by Corporate Central, lists that some DJs describe as wallpaper music. Oh! Recording artists were seen as hysterics when they complained during the 1990s that radio was killing popular music by playing uh, too little of, uh, of it, popular music. But musicians have turned out to be the canaries in the coal mine, the first group to be affected by a 1996 federal law that allowed corporations to gobble up hundreds of stations limiting expression over the airwaves that are merely licensed to broadcasters but owned by the American public. When a media giant swallows a station, it typically fires the staff and pipes in music along with something that resembles news via satellite. To make the local public think things have remained the same, the voice track system sometimes includes references to local matters sprinkled into the broadcast. What my rock and roll colleague William Sapphire describes as the ruination of independent radio started with the corporatizing in the 1980s, but took off dramatically when the Telecommunications Act of 1996 increased the number of stations that one entity could own in a single market and permitted companies to buy up as many stations nationally as their deep pockets would allow. The new rules were built as an effort to increase radio diversity, but they appear to have had the opposite effect, and you are... Absolutely correct, sir. Under the old rules, the top two owners had 115 stations between them. Today, the top two own more than 1,400 stations. In many major markets, a few corporations control 80% of the listenership or more, like South Florida. Liberal Democrats are horrified by the Legion of Conservative talk show hosts who dominate the airwaves, but the problem stretches across party lines. National Journal reported last month that Representative Mark Foley, Republican of Florida, was finding it difficult to reach his constituents over the year since national radio companies moved into his district, reducing the number of local stations from five to one. Senator Byron Dorgan, Democrat of North Dakota, had a potential disaster in his district when a freight train carrying an, uh, anhydrous ammonia derailed, releasing a deadly cloud over the city of Minot. When the emergency alert system failed, the police called the town radio stations, six of which are owned by corporate giant Clear Channel. According to news accounts, no one answered the phone at the stations for more than an hour and a half. 300 people were hospitalized, some partially blinded by the ammonia. Pets and livestock were killed. How do you like that? Nobody answered the phones there for more than an hour and a half, probably because there wasn't anybody there. Gee, you think? Yeah, because their whole life is on automation at Cheap Channel. The perils of consolidation can be seen clearly in the music world. 
Different stations play formats labeled adult contemporary, active rock, contemporary hit radio, and so on. But studies show that the formats are often different in name only, and that as many as 50% of the songs played in one format can be found in other formats as well, like Build Me Up Buttercup by The Foundations. The point of these sterile playlists is to continually repeat songs that challenge nothing and no one, blending in large blocks of commercials. Senator Russ Feingold of Wisconsin has introduced a bill that would require close scrutiny of mergers that could potentially put the majority of the country's radio stations in a single corporation's hands. Lawmakers who missed last month's Senate hearings on this issue should get hold of the testimony offered by singer and songwriter Don Henley, best known as member of the Eagles, the rock band. Mr. Henley's Senate testimony recalled the congressional payola hearings of 1959 and 60, which showed the public how disc jockeys were accepting bribes to spin records on the air. Now, Mr. Henley said, record companies must pay large sums to independent promoters who intercede with radio conglomerates to get songs on the air. Those fees, Mr. Henley said in a recent telephone interview, sometimes reach $400,000. Which brings us back to the hypothetical pop song attacking George Bush. The odds against such a song reaching the air are steep from the outset, given a conservative corporate structure that controls thousands of stations. Record executives who know the lay of the land take the path of least resistance when deciding where to spend their promotional money. This flight to sameness and superficiality is narrowing the range of what Americans hear on the radio and killing popular music, writes Brent Staples of today's New York Times. Oh. Nice going, Brent. And you are absolutely effing correct, mister. I'll tell you that right now. Who the hell in their right mind is going to have the balls to play a song ripping El Presidente? You know what I'm saying? Nobody I know. Oh, right. Don't like all the harper. Don't, don't, don't. Every time I see. Don't, 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 don't. That retarded him witch. Don't, don't, don't. President Thumb 